Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1996-2018-AFL-Premiership-Team-The-West-Coast-Eagles-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers-Premiers
Yeah, it it probably if you look at the the two ends of the ground, it's not it's not terrible. Solid back line, you know, got a it's a slightly inexperienced forward line, but there's some goal kickers up here. You've got Kennedy and Rioli and Ryan and Waterman. Um, Pets can kick a goal. So you've got some guys up there can kick a goal. Um, apart from the um, the big dreadlock fella in the middle, um, mm. it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty skinny looking midfield. I think that's you know we we talked about it on on Tuesday night. That's where we're going to struggle. I mean, Redden and Gaff, you know, they're too solid. They're probably our two least dynamic midfielders. Um, and then you're looking at well, Petrescu Seaton, who's sort of couldn't quite make it as a midfielder at Carlton that we're hoping could come on. And then, what is it? O'Neill, Langdon, and who's the other one? Uh, Probably Nash. Yeah, so we're we're pretty. That's that's the concern. Um, so, yes, you know, whether we can get our hands on the footy enough. Um, the bench of be trying to work out who the who the four will be, um, hmm. and I can't. I think obviously Jack Williams and Jamison won't make the side. They're not ready. And um, Hoff's been confirmed as in, so there's and, one. And Hoff's, Hoff's the definite in. I, I can't believe we'd be leaving Jones out of the 22. No, not after that um, free game. So then you're, you're throwing up Williams, well, Bailey Williams, Edwards, Nash, and Winder uh, in any any sort of combination, depending on how we sort of want to go. But um, to, to all us miss out, you can't imagine that they're going to run with either Williams or Edwards as the the concussion sub. So it's yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a mixed bag. I can't quite get me my head around it. So um, personally, I probably I I probably have nationing Williams or Edwards. I'm not not really sure on. And then Winder is the sub. Um, yeah. Uh, but I can see us going with... It won't be a popular decision. I can see us going with Nash as the sub, just so that you, know, you can maybe sit in the stands and watch what's going on and then in, you know, inject him into the game if if required. Um, truth be told, I'm, I'm hoping we don't actually need the concussion <laughs> sub or the injury yeah. sub. Um, nah. So, you know, I I don't know. I, I think given Winder hasn't played in the preseason, he supposedly hasn't been injured. Um, I suspect Winder will be the sub, um, and then we'll go, we'll run with one of um, Edwards or Williams. Uh, probably, oh, fuck, I don't know. Probably Williams. So, I mean, Migs, Keith touched on it then. You, you look either side of the ground, it's it's not the end of the world. Nelson McGovern, Foley, 
not a, not a bad half back line. Her and Barras Rotham's pretty close to best 22 where we'd set it anyway. So back line's okay. Forward line, we know we're missing a few people, but Ryan's in there. Rioli's in there. Pet should be getting the game anyway. Waterman, where's he at after his preseason? But, you know, it's it's the centre line. It all comes down to the centre line for the Eagles. And for me, I guess I'm looking at Rioli to play a part there. I'm looking at Jermaine Jones to get a few, you know, centre ball ups and centre ball attendances, things like that. It's going to be that little bit of midfield by committee because on paper, we just don't have it. And you swing it over and have a look at the Suns midfield line. Uh, you know, they've got Miller there. They've got Ellis. They've got Sharp, who's a little bit linked to the Eagles with draft history, of course. Raul, Noah Anderson, Jared Witts and Nick Nat. You know, Witts has had a shortened preseason, but that's a good ruck battle there. On paper, the Suns midfield looks to have, have the ascendancy there, plain and simple. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we spoke on Tuesday about the you know, 10 midfielders that we've got out of the side. Um, probably 11 if you include Duggan as someone who could potentially go through there. So, yeah, absolutely um, down to um, down to the bare bones there. So um, I think for that reason, Nash has got to play. Um, I think he's more ready to be an AFL midfielder than, than Winder is. And, yeah, otherwise... As you said, um, yeah, Jones is going to have to take some shifts in there. Rioli's going to have to take some shifts in there. Um, Petch or Ryan or basically whoever wants to put their hand up. Um, but uh, a lot of it's going to fall onto Nick Nat, I think, and the um, the battle he has yeah. with Wits. And I think we need to play Williams as well. I think we need to, um, given that uh, Gold Coast have got Chole, I think, mm. will play. Was, I think he was named on the extended bench, but... Um, I don't think we could have Nick Nat and a part-timer or a couple of part-timers go up against Wits and Troll, so I think Williams has got to play. But it's really going to come down to Nick Nat giving those guys um, first use of the ball because yeah, uh, if Gold Coast get first use of the ball, they are, their midfield is absolutely going to kill us. And We've seen what Raoul's done against us in the past and you know, Took Miller's coming off an All-Australian year, so mm. um, yeah, we are um, definitely going to need to get First hands on the ball, and um, yeah, those the guys that do play in there are just going to have to work their asses off. Uh, Keys Miguel just brought up Chole there, and it's an interesting one because the Suns have sort of had to top up to get their forward line up and running. A few injuries there, especially to the bigs. You've got Casbolt and Chole leading the line as their named centre half forward, full forward combo. Rankin, look, I'm a bit outspoken on Rankin. I understand the hype and I understand he does something spectacular, but he also fades out. So nonetheless, you know, Rankin's a guy that can hurt you. Ainsworth, I feel like, has killed us a couple of times, but maybe that's just because I'm sensitive to the Ainsworth name. Lacocious, a lot of buzz about him. So their forward line on paper, it's a mixed bag. The Eagles' back line's not in a bad way, but I think, once again, it ties into that midfield. Our backs can't afford to just cop silver service again and again, because there is some talent in there, especially once he hits the floor. Yeah, it's not. Um, I think Shoals a pretty develop, good developing player, and I've I've got a sneaking suspicion he actually played pretty well against us when we played Richmond last year. He had a fairly good game, and then I think Nick Nat started taking him seriously and started pushing him around a bit. But you know, he's certainly got some ability. Um, before I go too much further, good morning to Kate. She'll be watching from morning in the morning in this tomorrow. <laughs> so good morning to her. Um, so, and I think one thing that I've seen bits of the two games so far this round, and one thing that's sort of stood out, and it's a bit of a, a legacy from last year, is it's sides scoring goals in runs. 
Mm. Um, you know, there's been some real, like quite savage swings in momentum, um, which means that, um, you know, sides are going to, when you've got momentum going away, you're going to have to maximise those opportunities and then sort of hang tough and, and keep the side out when when momentum's going against you. And unfortunately, that's two things that last year we didn't do very well at all. No. Um, particularly and had done to us. once the side got a run, our, our backs just, you, you know, just weren't up. We looked disorganised and things like that. The thing that worries me is um, saw Richmond cough up a lot of goals to Carlton in the second and fourth quarters tonight. And they're a side mm. that, in some ways, their defence is not dissimilar to ours in the way they set up, and um, they got they got run through like witches' hats tonight. Uh, so once the once the midfield of Carlton got on top, I mean, Richmond still got some good defenders, the same as we do. But if that ball's coming in there, um, and and us being a, a systems based defence, the way the game is, the direction the game is going, it um, that type of system zoning type defence can really get cut open. So that's mm. a mm. that's a real concern if the likes of, particularly Raul and Miller, if um, they start getting control through the middle, that's that's going to really hurt. And you know, someone like Rankin, who you know, as you say, is pretty inconsistent. But if he gets gets a couple of goals and starts finding a bit of space and gets his tail up. Mm. Um, uh, it can really hurt us, and and we we touched on on Tuesday. We we're we're a bit light on for for smallish defenders, so um, he's someone that can can really. And we've seen. I mean, Casbolts. I mean, people like to laugh at him and things like that. He can take a grab. He's a good contested yeah. mark. Now on his day, he can do plenty. Um, the can uh, move. If Carl, if Gold Coast are getting the ball deep, um, and Carlton's sort of you know, clutching a few close to goals, well then, you know, it can look look a bit skinny. I mean, at the other end, um, Collins has got a pretty good record on Kennedy. Mm. Um, he's he's sort of troubling part. He's a good Collins is is a good, honest defender. Um, and without Darling and Allen in the side, um, we haven't we haven't really got another tall proven tall marking target to keep the other defenders honest. Um, so Kenny can expect a lot of double teams and, and blokes filling a hole in front of his leading space. Um, so it's going to be up to uh, you know, Waterman. Waterman's going to have mm. to get in his bike and, and move around and, and play that sort of darling type role. He's capable. He's done it in Waffle. Um, he now has to take it up because he's, he's probably going to draw a, one of their taller defenders um, he's going to have to make that guy honest so that the guy can't sag off Waterman and and um, get in Kennedy's road. So it's a big game for Waterman. Mm. Good point. Yeah, good point. We'll get on to, I suppose, who we're hoping to have a big game a little bit later on. Um, Migs, we've been talking about doing our pre-season wrap-ups. Where are the Eagles at in terms of, are they holding something back? Do they have some sort of trick up the sleeve? I know it's hard with the personnel that we've got, so. but... Yeah, far out, you and me both. Having a look at the stats from last year for whatever pre like previous season stats are worth, last year the Eagles led the comp in marks, but the Suns were third in marks. So it's not like they're a side that's just going a mile a minute. They can still control the ball. 
The other one, though, you're swinging around. The Eagles were last in tackles. Despite playing possession footy by this metric, Suns are fourth in tackles. So that was with a much stronger lineup than we've got at the moment. If you look at last year's stats breakdown and if you look at how the team sort of fared, I'm sort of a bit worried about this one. So what is the ace in the hole that we've got? What, what do you think the Eagles can try to pivot away from the game style that, frankly, I don't think he's going to stack up this week? Yeah, well, I think the ace in the hole is the... Um... Yeah, Paul makes a good point there. It is. It's feeling, it's feeling awesome. like a eulogy, gents. Where's the optimism? Sorry, Paul, yeah. we'll pep up in a minute. Don't worry about it that. Has, uh, the last month or so, it's just it's just sort of been piling on. You know, injury after suspension after COVID tests. So, yeah, it does feel a bit like that. Um, the ace in the hole, I think, is the the magic new game plan that we've been holding back that uh, we're <laughs> going to implement in round one of the season because we didn't really see any of it over the preseason. Um, I think Simpson said they tinkered with it and you could sort of see maybe that they were trying to move the ball a bit quicker and and try and um, bite off that 45 kick a little bit more often. Um, whether we've got the personnel to do that, uh, I'm not sure. And it's possibly going to hurt us um, to start with, at least while we're, while we're learning the new game style and while we haven't quite got the cattle on the field and... Um, we haven't got a lot of leg speed still in the side, even with the, the changes that we've brought in this year. So, sorry, Paul, I'm going <laughs> more and more down the uh, last rights. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, what I'd like to see is um, having the confidence to to pull off those kicks, um, move the ball quickly. Yeah, none of this sort of tempo footy, because we, we saw last year it didn't work for us and we just got killed on the rebound, so... We're going to get killed on the rebound. We might as well at least try and roll the dice a bit. Uh, Keys, we'll go to the predictions then. We got. A, I need a margin from you, and you've already highlighted that you want Waterman to have a big game, so I need somebody who is going to have a big game as well from yourself. Do the Eagles get a win on the board in round one, or is it going to go the way that Paul doesn't want it to go, a bit of a eulogy vibe to this one? Let, let me know. What's going to happen on Sunday? All right. I'll, um, I'll start. I think our ace in the hole is intent. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we showed we showed last year when we played the Carlton game in particular sticks in my mind where we had I think a similar probably not quite as deep but a similar injury run yep. and we weren't given we weren't you know it was pretty uh, pessimistic going into that game um, the guys played their heart out and I think that's um, to put it this way if the if the playing group I mean, they've been whacked left, right, and centre for the last two or three weeks, and mm. you know, being told that they're no good and they they suck and they can't win and and things like that. If if the boys can't get up for this game, well, then we generally are in for a long season because um, you you imagine we've got some experience. You know, Kennedy, McGovern, Hearn, Natanui, Gaff, Redden. Um, We've got some guys who, you know, should be able, should be wanting to play with a bit of pride and a bit of intent. Mm. And if we can bring up sort of a real hunger for the contest, um, you know, tackles in themselves aren't the be all end all. But if we can pressure the ball carrier, helps the defence, just just play with a bit of heart. Um, I, I I think, you know, outside of um, outside of to, uh, Miller and Rao, um, the, the Gold Coast midfield's not 
super damaging. Um, there's good players there, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that they're, you know, you're not looking at a, you know, a Melbourne or a or a Bulldogs style midfield. So I think mm. um, if we can sort of put pressure on those two and, and limit their effectiveness and try and get a hold of, you know, Rao chopped us up two years ago. Um, yeah. And last year he did his knee in the first quarter, so we didn't quite see what he was capable of um, that game. Um, I, I think we can win. There you go. Um, my heart's saying yes. My head's sort of not quite sure, but um, I think last year, most games I said West Coast by 24, I'll halve that, and today West Coast by 12. Nicely um, done. Best on? And and I'm going to back Gov in. Gov? Um, Gov, okay. yeah. I think he, uh, he owes us a big game. He owes us a big game. Um, good chance he... We don't know for sure yet, but a good chance he runs out there as captain. Mm. Um, if it's not him, we'll be Nat Nui. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll back Govin, and we'll need we'll need him to have a have a big game and you know clunk a few, take a few intercept marks. And he's actually one guy who who will back himself for an attacking kick. He fucks a few of them up. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's an eight out of ten kick that thinks he's a ten out of ten. Yeah, when he when he gets hold of it, he will um, he will back himself to take a risky kick. So, um, and we'll need him to do that because if we're going to get the Suns, we need to get the ball into our forward line quickly. Mm. Um, so I'm going to back up him for a big game. Nicely done, very nicely done, uh, Miguel. Who wins by how much, and who impresses us? I think it probably depends on whether Nat Nui or McGovern does run out as captain because it seemed like last year we won every game. We won every game that Nick Nat captained, and then we lost every game that McGovern captained. So, it could be as simple as that. That's uh, just stats. I think, yeah, I think the uh, the lack of a midfield is probably going to be too much to overcome. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Paul, uh, I'm I'm going to tip with my head and not my heart, and I think we'll um, put up a good fight. Um, we won't embarrass ourselves. We'll, uh, we'll walk out with a moral victory, given all the outs we've got, but. Uh, yeah, moral victory, but a scoreboard loss by 18 points. Um, best for us, I think, um, Samo petrovsky Seaton. Nice, um, nice. We've seen his old mates have a good win tonight. Uh, he'll be keen to um, to show his wares in the midfield, given uh, an early opportunity, which maybe we weren't expecting uh, when we traded for him back in October or whenever it was. But he'll get a um, he'll get a real opportunity to. Uh, to run through the guts, which is what he wanted at Carlton and didn't get, and uh, yeah, he'll um, he'll grab that with both hands and he'll uh, help to carry what's left of our midfield in the absence of pretty much everyone. So we've got a victory over the Suns and a moral victory over the Suns, which isn't maybe the best of reading. Uh, victory look, over the footy gods. Over the footy gods. There you go. <laughs> Jesus, it's all happening in Keys Place. Uh, we've got look my head. The injury list, all of that. It says the Suns win, but that's not what this podcast is about. So I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win. I'm going to say we're going to win by a really dumb margin, like 28 points, which is probably too high, but I don't give a shit. It's sad that that's too high against Gold Coast. Here we go. Uh, Willie Rioli is going to impress us. And whether he's best or not, I don't care, but he's going to do something fun. 
We're going to throw him in the middle of the ground. He'll do a few things that make us go like, oh, yeah, remember Willie Rioli? And that'll be worth the price of admission anyway. So let's say that. Yeah. Somehow the Eagles are going to pull this out. I don't know if I believe it, but if I keep saying it, it might actually happen. Let's talk season predictions in general now, gents. A bit of a broader one. Uh, a, a few things. I suppose let's start off with where do you think the Eagles are going to finish? High hopes in seasons gone by. Miguel, ladder position, if you had to put a number on it, where do you think the Eagles wind up? And at a best-case scenario, what do you think the ceiling is for this version of the West Coast Eagles? I think the ceiling is that they can make finals. Um, we, we've got a fairly cruisy first four games. Mm. Um, if we can get through that, even two and two, I think Key sort of did this analysis the other night. Um, if we can get through that, start getting some soldiers back, uh, yeah. the, the guys that are sort of filling in, um, get some experience, get some confidence, we can sort of hit, this, hit, this, um, hit the season running. Uh, here you go, Paul. I'll put some optimism in. Um, <laughs> Just personal show for Paul at the moment. I love it. Well, based on the comments, it pretty much is because he only have a comment. I think he's our only listener, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, good man. Come on down. Yeah. Jump on the show, mate. Get a mic. It's Paul. Um, yeah, look, I, I think I'm not ready to write off finals yet. Um, I think nice. we can do it. We pretty much need everything to go right from here. Um, I think... The team That's sort a of good attitude ahead of round one, but anyway, there we go. It's not your fault. Well, it's just the, it's the footy gods. No, yeah, I agree. So much. I mean, pretty much everything has gone wrong. There's not a part yeah. of the fact that um, you mentioned Willie coming back is probably about the one highlight. I think. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they retooled over the off season. They um, went for one last roll of the dice, re-signed Kennedy and Hearn for one last year, mm. um, thinking that we could push for a flag with this group, everything probably needed to go right for that to happen and everything has gone horribly, horribly wrong since then. So premiership, probably a little bit of a bridge too far, but I think we can still make finals. Um, but if I was a betting man, uh, and I am, I would be betting on us to finish somewhere around 12th, 13th, 14th. Um, Pretty low. Not, yeah, sorry, Paul, not the, uh, nah. not the complete bottom of the ladder, but... Um, Definitely a lot lower than uh, Eagles fans are used to finishing. Yeah, I agree. And you pointed out those first four games. I think the best case is a seventh or eighth place finish. You win a fair few home games and jag a few here and there. But, I mean, you said it, and I know I, I hit you for it, but you do need everything to go right. And when that's the case before round one, not the best start. Uh, those first four games are massive. If we come out of those one and three or oh and four, then the really hard stuff starts. And I think we could be staring down the barrel of a big season. Uh, really just with the way the fixture structure, you know, you could yeah. get your heads down and, and sort of finish really quite poorly, but we own all of our picks. So don't worry about it. Let's have some fun and watch some footy this year. Keys, where do the Eagles finish in 2022? I, I think we're probably going to be in that 11 to 14 range. <laughs> Um, I just, as much as I've been, I'd love to see us make finals. Um, mm. I think we've seen in seasons past interrupted pre-seasons. It's too, it's so hard. Even when those players do start coming back, they're underdone. Um, they're older. I, I just, I just can't, 
I mean, I, there's been four games I've seen three sides who are already clearly better than us. Um, and I think Richmond are probably about we're on par with. And we haven't seen Geelong or Brisbane or Port Adelaide or Sydney. Um, you, know, I, you know, there's... If we get on the roll, middle of the year, maybe, I think... Yeah, I, I think I think there's probably six sides we're better than. If I really... Hawthorne, Adelaide, I think with a close to reasonable squad, I think we're better than Gold Coast. I think we're better than North. I think we're probably better than Collingwood. That's five, isn't it? No, we're better than Fremantle. Nope. Fuck those wankers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Which so, yeah, so we won't, finish, we won't finish lower than... Um, we won't finish lower than 12th. Oh, I love um, that. It's good, good So, thought. yeah, I'll run with that. And if we get... If we do get uh, some of those soldiers back and we can hit the round running and, and not get too many more injuries throughout the rest of the season, yeah, fuck it, why not? Make finals. and beat, Why not? Beat Port Adelaide after the siren in double overtime or something. That'd be nice. Nice yeah. change of pace there. Um, okay, a few quick ones on who we like individually, who's going to impress us this season. Leading goal kicker, look, I've put Josh Kennedy. It's where we're at at the moment because Darling's going to miss a month at least. Oscar Allen's going to miss about a month, if not a little bit more. Ryan, he was a consideration here for me, but I'm not too sure about that. Beyond that, it's pretty thin. I'd love for Hugh Dixon to kick 70. That'd be great. But <laughs> Miggs, who's, who's going to lead the way for the Eagles up front? I'd love for Willie to do it. Um, it's yeah. probably going to come down to, to which of those big three plays the most games, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, the last time we had a small lead, our goal kicking was probably Lacroix, and he played bigger. So, um, yeah, I think history shows it'll it'll come down to Darling or Kennedy or Allen. Um, Kennedy's looked physically in good nick so far, as opposed to the other two who are um, made up. But, yeah, whether he, you know, he's what is he, 43 or something at the moment? Um, That's right, plays, 43 years um, old. Yeah, whether he, he probably misses five or six games during the year. Mm. Um, Darling has been pretty durable, so once he gets back from his um, foot slash um, arm injection in the arm injury that he's... Right, had, be um, careful, there you go. Yeah, probably don't want to go down that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We might alienate our listener. Um <laughs> yeah, so he you know, if he he comes back in about round five, he could play eighteen games and he could win the goal kicker. Yeah, um, ditto for Oscar Allen if he um, gets a run at it up forward, and we don't sort of try and use him uh, down back or in the ruck. So yeah, difficult to say. I'll say Darling because I think um, that's the most likely that he uh, comes back and, and plays just about every game from from um, when he returns. Keys, who leads the way? Um, I'm going to say Darling. I think um, yep. I think he's been vaccinated with super glue, so he's going to come back with really, really sticky hands. Um, and uh, I think he'll um, he'll be willing to prove a point too. I feel um, yeah. been a lot said about him, um, and I don't think I don't think he'll miss more than probably three three, maybe four games at the outside. I mean, they sort of talked about a foot injury, but the vision from training had him running. So, um, you know, 
his foot injury can't be that. His foot injury can't be that bad if he's already running. So, um, and I think we'll um, we'll use when he does come back. We'll use Kennedy as a bit of a decoy, um, run through Darling. So I'm gonna yeah, I'll say Darling for leading goal kicker with twenty games, fifty two goals. Jesus, that's a fair return if he's going to miss four weeks of footy. That's not bad. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, best and fairest, I'll say Tom Barras. This is a weight of numbers thing. Nick Nat has been incredible. I would back him in to continue to be incredible, but I thought Barras started the year really well last year. The backs are going to get slammed, so he's going to have a lot of opportunity to show off his wares, basically. Actually, I'm going to go Barras for leading goal kicker. There you go. Tommy <laughs> Barras leading the way. Nicely done. Well, Barras, best and fairest, and he's going to do that by leading us in the goal kicking as well. Miguel, who uh, who's your best and fairest Sol's for West our, Coast um, Eagles? Sol's our dilemma uh-huh. of having very many forwards win the best and fairest. We're going there to get go. Barras to win yeah. it as a key position forward. Swing Hunter forward. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, who's going to win our best and fairest? I probably can't say Nick Nat because that's the obvious one. Ah, go um, on. Gaff is uh, durable. He's probably going to get more responsibility this season, I think, with uh, with Shuey sort of winding down. Um, Yo, Sheed's missing half the season. Yo's mm. out for a little while. Kelly's probably going to get a bit of attention. Um, Gaff's shown himself to be durable. He's a vote-getter. Um, hopefully we start using him a bit more on the outside uh, than we have in the last couple of years, uh, which I think plays more to his strengths. And, yeah, if he plays every game and... Um, and shows something sort of approaching his, uh, his 2018, 2019 form. Uh, yeah, he could um, he could pip Nick Nat for the for the trophy. Case. Yeah, oh, it's actually really tough. Like, yeah, once you put a line through Nat, Nui is the um, the cheap pick, given he's won the last two and he's clearly our best one player. Barras is is a is a good pick. I think he's um he's in the leadership group. I think he's take I think he looks like he wants to take a bit more responsibility. Um but you two guys have already basically said those two. I don't think Gaff will win it. Um so um Shuey is gonna have super glue injected into his hamstrings and they're gonna hold up. <laughs> And uh, so uh, Shui is going to surprise Boots. everyone, and um, especially Kane Corn, who thinks he shouldn't be captain, and he's going to give you a big FU and um, win his win our best and fairest again. Was Corns ever captain? Was Corns ever right? No, Corns said. Corns said. Yeah, um, funny that. Sheed should be captain. Yeah, because he was younger yeah. and more durable, and injured for the first six to eight weeks of the season, and could has yeah. never been in the leadership group. Never once, no. But he kicked that goal that one time, and that's the game that they all watched. So there you go. Uh, right, lastly, finishing it off, most improved. You can interpret this however you want. You know, is it improvement from a B player to an A player or somebody who's going to stand up and cement themselves as a solid best 22, whatever you like. I've got Jermaine Jones, big fan of Jermaine Jones' preseason. Uh, the midfield minutes early, he's going to get a crack at a few, I'm convinced. And right now, the small forward depth, it's actually not a bad group. But if you've got Willie rotating through the middle, Jones, Ryan pushing up the ground, all this sort of stuff, there's going to be the opportunity for a crummer somewhere. Uh, Hugh Dixon, 
he's the sort of bring it to ground type forward that I think I've made fun of in the past. So serves me right. But with that, ball spills to ground. Mosquito fleet at the floor. Maybe Jermaine Jones has a breakout year. Uh, Keys, I will let you go on this one. Who do you like for most improved? Don't pick mine. Uh, Rotham. Good. Short and sharp. I'm going to go Rotham. I think think he's been pretty steady with his improvement. Um, And I think out of uh, all the players most likely or most capable to fill the hole left by Shepard, I think um, Rotham's got that same sort of ability to play on tools and spalls, his pace. Um, he's got a good kick when he has the confidence to back himself in and use it. Um, and and I think like with um, some of these guys out, I think he's going to probably be given a bit more responsibility. So I'm going to nice. run. I'll go with Rotham. That's a good pick. Migs, was that your one? Did it get stolen? Uh, no, I, I very similar thinking, but um, I picked Foley. Uh, okay, yeah, nice. Similar reasoning. I think yeah. he's going to get um, more responsibility in the absence of Shepard and the absence of um, uh, Cole for probably most of the season, at least. Um, Duggan's missing at the moment. I think he'll become a regular um, uh, regular member of the back six. Uh, and, yeah, I think we saw plenty of improvement from him last year as well. Uh, he's really settled in down back, and um, I just think he's a he's a... Uh, AFL player, and he'll show that this year, um, given the extra opportunity. Very nice. Well, nicely done, gents. That is the round one preview in the books. We've got the game on Sunday, Optus Stadium. Hopefully the Eagles can get off to a flyer, but uh, Migs, Keys, thank you very much for jumping on the show. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, you should before leave. Before we go, I've got one clip. Yeah, go on. Oh, here we go. Keys is going to oh. give the first clip Caro, of the season. Go on, we go. <laughs> Caro, is there a dumber journalist that's a head writer of a major newspaper? I mean, mm. we have three players in COVID protocols, one of who had four kids that came home from school with COVID. And one of whom, is, one of whom in, is playing, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, got a protocol. So she comes out and says, so somehow... We weren't taking COVID seriously, Wait. which is like, what the fuck? Um, and those comments aged about as, I won't say it because it's unfair and it'd be cheap and petty like her, but I actually Come on now. Say it. Be nice. No. As, graceful, as gracefully as she did. There you go. Is, well, there it is. Um, three <laughs> different clubs got hit with COVID protocols the very next day. Yeah, and the final got cancelled. Um, AFLW final got cancelled. Wrinkles, and oh, for God's sakes! And uh, and one of them is one of the clubs AFLW teams have had to postpone mm. their elimination final because mm. seventeen players are unavailable. So you know we're not taking it seriously. Fuck off. Well, there you go. Keith saw what Tom Morris said and thought I can do better. I like that. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, that will do it for us for today. We'll be back early next week to recap a huge victory over the Gold Coast Suns. Thank you very much. Uh, but until then, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, wherever else, Spotify, you know the drill, at WCEBF Pod. Tell a mate, share the show, jump in the comments, have your say, all that good stuff. Gents, thank you for being on. Uh, to the viewers, Kate, good morning. I hope you've uh, enjoyed this one when you wake up and listen to it tomorrow. Paul, love it. Thanks, Paul. Love it, mate. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>